Okay, I am up here in front of at least 500 people after God has called me to share some of my story from a stressful experience in my life. I guess I can sit back down now since I'm too anxious to speak in front of this many people. Chris said I had no backup, so I guess I have to stay. So, why am I up here speaking instead of Chris Benjamin? Chris has been very generous in sharing his time for me to be able to share some information about some stressful experiences in my life. Would you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful to you for this time. Thankful for your son most of all and what Jesus did for us. Father, my prayer at this time is for, through your spirit, that you will provide the words, not from me, but from you, that we all need to hear. And we share this time together and share this story. We'll learn more about your peace and your love and how to deal with struggle in our life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So why do a sermon on the peace of God in a stressful world? Let's stop and ask ourselves these questions. Is there stress and anxiety in the world today? Yes. Is there peace in the world today? Yes. So if there's stress and peace both present in the world today, then how do we get to that peace? Peaceful is how it needs to be, and it's how God wants it to be. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9, tells us about that peace. And since that stressful time in my life, I've read this passage. It's been my favorite passage that I've read daily as a comfort. As we read this passage, notice the tone and how that it ends up talking about the peace of God that people want in their lives. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers... Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Think about the a peace being a calmness, Tranquility, serenity. Peace is like the river in the background in the slide. Why is peace like a river? Isaiah 66, 12 says, For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. God wants us to have this kind of peace like a river. Mentioned in the song that we just sang, It is well with my soul. Think about a river and how that it normally calmly flows one way. 
However, the river can become very rough when the storms come through. Wait a minute. How did the peaceful river become stormy? And yes, peace can become stressful times. The river was so calm, it was calm, and now this shows the opposite extreme, how it can be. As we mentioned in the song, Master, the Tempest is Raging, that we sang this morning. Do our lives become this stressful? Why? Genesis 3, verses 17 to 19, says this. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. In creation there was a perfect peaceful place, but it turned into one of stress and pressures. Why? Genesis 3 provides the answer. After Adam fell, God cursed the ground from which Adam had been taken and over which Adam was to have dominion. Adam's dominion became filled with hardship and stresses. In addition to the appropriate consequences of Adam's rebellion, God intended for the hardness of life to drive mankind back to to dependency upon him. Remember that phrase, dependency upon him. We'll see that again here in a few minutes. So from the fall of Adam through today and in the future, stresses will be part of life. The key for this study on the peace of God is to think about it from a biblical perspective. Let's consider the following four key words. The first key word is stress. A definition of stress is a psychological and physical response of the body that occurs whenever we must adapt to changing conditions, whether the conditions be real or perceived, positive or negative. Stress is a psychological response or a physical response of the body when life changes. Does life ever change? Yes, all the time. Although everyone has stress, people respond to stress in different ways. Some people seem to be severely affected, while others seem calm, cool, and collected. As part of God's family, we need to realize that we are different as we interact with our brothers and sisters in Christ, as well as our physical families. Personality types and perspectives may be the basis of how stress affects a person. We all have stress. Second key word is anxiety. Anxiety definition is a distress or uneasiness of mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. Does everyone experience anxiety? Yes. All people do have anxiety at one time or another in their lives. Anxiety is a normal human experience, but not everyone experiences the same anxiety symptoms in the same way. The signs of anxiety vary greatly. Wait a minute. Philippians 4, 6 said, Do not be anxious about anything. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let's look at the third key word and then tie the first three together. The third key word is worry. 
<clears throat> Worry is our reaction to stress plus anxiety. Remember stress being that psychological, that physical response to change as life changes? Say you have some situation in life that changes that causes you to be stressed over it. Then you add some anxiety to it. You're uneasy about it. And then all of a sudden, here comes this worry, which is a combination of both. That's our reaction to it. We worry about it. Worry is the what-if factor in our lives. Matthew 6, 25-34 tells us not to worry about the what-ifs in our lives, like what to eat, what to drink, but to seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness. He goes on to say, do not worry about tomorrow. The fourth key word is peace. <clears throat> a calmness, that serenity, that tranquility, harmony, like a river. Peace is the desired end result of having stress, anxiety, and worry. Now that we have looked at the relationship of the four key words from a biblical perspective, let's look at a brief overview of four biblical examples of stress, anxiety, and worry. First example is Job. The book of Job is about suffering, but it is written for those who are suffering and to those who aren't suffering. One of the keys to Job is that God is sovereign and we tr need to trust in Him. Chapters 1 and 2 of Job talk about the causes of Job's stress. Job was tested by Satan. Job was blameless and maintained his integrity. Job feared God and shunned evil. Job had a wonderful family. All of Job's animals and servants were burned up. All of Job's sons and daughters were killed. Job was afflicted with pain and sores. Job didn't sin through all of those situations. Job's wife questioned him and had stress too. At first, Job's friends were struck silent due to his suffering. Chapter 3 of Job talks about the results of Job's stress. Job went through the why me syndrome. Job's closest friends didn't understand what was going on. Job went through the what is wrong with me feeling. Job had sighing, groaning, fear, and dread. Job said, I have no peace, quietness, rest, but only turmoil. Job had big stress, and nothing made sense. Second example is Paul. In 2 Corinthians 11 and then chapter 12, here's some things that happened to Paul. Paul was stoned and left for dead. Paul had daily hassles. Paul went through constant suffering by the following. By working hard, by being in prison, by being flogged, beaten three times with rods, shipwrecked three times, spending the night and day in the open sea, constantly being on the move, being in danger from rivers and bandits and false believers and, G and Jews and Gentiles, being in danger, whether it's in the city or the country, being in danger at sea, laboring, toiling, and going without sleep, knowing hunger and thirst, feeling cold and naked, facing daily the pressures of his concern for all the churches. Paul even had a thorn in the flesh in chapter 12. Three times Paul pleaded for the Lord, take it away. But his reply being, my grace is sufficient for you. My power has been made perfect in weakness. What a record of stress. Third example is Martha. Martha. 
In Luke chapter 10, 41 and 42, Martha goes through a stressful time. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha felt alone and overwhelmed. Martha asked, Lord, don't you care? Jesus said to Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Martha had the wrong focus. Martha would have been better at Jesus' feet like Mary. Martha was going through the why me syndrome. The fourth example is Jesus. Matthew 26, verse 36 to 46. The scene there is the Garden of Gethsemane. This is the best example in scriptures of one going through stress, anxiety, sorrow, or loneliness. Jesus said that he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow even to the point of death. Jesus had so much going on in his mind. Jesus felt alone since the disciples were sleeping instead of doing the simple things that he had requested to them. Jesus did not want to die, but he carried out his Father's will for us. Three times he said, may this cup pass from me. He also said, your will be done. The spirit is weak. It's willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus was a lamb of God bearing the sins for me, you, and the whole world. Think about the stress, anxiety, and sorrow, etc. that Jesus went through emotionally and physically for us in our place. The biblical basis for having stress and anxiety in our lives is shown by these definition examples. Continue to think about these definitions and examples and how that peace can become stressful times. Again, the river was so calm and peaceful, but pressures, stressors, causes can bring about stressful times. Does our life become this stressful? Look at the picture there of the brain. How that stress, all these stressors can just fill up our head and our minds and just, just overwhelm us. Look how full they become. Are we pulling out our hair too? Sometimes I do. What are causes of stress and anxiety today? The first one is jobs. Several years ago, I had a job that caused me to have a very stressful time in my life. The job caused me to have most of the effects of stress and anxiety that we will discuss in a moment. So keep that in mind. This will be describing my story. Second cause is kids. Now, if you're a parent, your kids never stress you out. I know that. But it doesn't matter what age, if they're Babies, if they're toddlers, if they're teenagers, or they get married and, and out of college. Now, our kids stress us, but look at it the other way. Sometimes parents will stress kids. I talk to the youth group, and they'll tell me, they'll, our parents stress me all the time. So, even to the youth group, you have stress in your lives. Peer pressure, graduation whatever it might be. And you go over to this side. The LFCs have stress. You have final exams going on right now. 
and you have to deal with people in adult life. Life goes on. Relationships. Your spouse, your in-laws, your friends, your parents, your Christian family. There's all kinds of relationships and situations that you've got come up that you go through. Money and debt. There's a big one. We're always trying to figure out, how am I going to pay the bills this month? And it's always stress. We become anxious. We worry about it. Time and being busy. Time and being busy are a major cause of stress and anxiety today. Time is filled with swift transitions, we sang a few minutes ago. Being busy is not being spiritual. It can be, but not necessarily. Think about the following scenario with me. Think about a five-day week, Monday through Friday. How much time do we use in a five-day week? Most of us have a 40-hour-a-week job. That's 40 hours. Eight hours of sleep for nine times five. Well, we hope to get that much. That's 40 hours. Three hours per day to eat times five. That's 15 more. Chores like meals, taking out the trash, etc. That's 20 more hours. Church, Wednesday night, that's about three hours. Special events, whether it's sports or band or choir, etc., that's a three more hours. And just a side note, Saturday and Sunday are, being book, are even booked too. We're not even counting them. Do the math. You add up all the numbers in red. Well, first of all, you add up the numbers of hours that are available. It's 120. You add up the numbers in red, that equals the time used, 121 hours equals you're out of time. You're over. You're an hour over. So when is there time to slow down from the stressful routine? What are other causes? Spill in the blank. Many events like catastrophes, retirement, divorce, bankruptcy, loss of job, illness, loss of a loved one, etc. are all stressful. And I'll throw weddings in there too since I just had one of those. <laughs> that wasn't in the original script, but that happened. With the busy routines in our lives, stress and anxiety are affecting us in ways that we may not even be aware of. Wait a minute. How did this peace become stressful times and the causes affect us like this? Think about a sponge for a minute. You know how a sponge, when you get it wet, it only will soak up so much water or liquid? It only holds so much. Look back to the same picture of the brain again. It only holds so much. You get so many things going on in your life, it only holds so many things that you can think about at once and think of things that you can do. Do we feel and look like overwhelmed people, like some of those on the right of this slide? What is affected by stress and anxiety today? Our body, our mind, our emotions, our behavior, and there are a bunch of things listed there. Therefore, our physical, our mental, and spiritual health are all affected. Here is a brief listing and most of the things, well, all the things that I'm going to list describe my story of how stress and anxiety affects people. Not enough time feeling. 
You feel like that you're just running out of time. You can't keep caught up. A walking on eggshells feeling. I remember at the job when I had those stressful years, I didn't even want to get out of the car and go in. Whether it was a boss or whatever it was. It was just so much going on. I felt like I couldn't do anything right. It's like walking on eggshells. You have no energy. You feel drained. You become exhausted. Your body eventually has a breakdown. Your body physically can only handle so much. It just says, okay, I quit. Your immune system becomes weakened. You become overwhelmed and overloaded. Sleep and eating issues. Many physical aches and pains. Here's a big one. Fun things aren't fun anymore. You're just doing things. You don't want to do anything. Possible depression and or panic attacks. I could tell you my story for 20 minutes, but I remember one example of this when I was sitting in my office. Physically, I started feeling like I was having a heart attack. I didn't have a clue what was going on. Now that I know, it was probably anxiety and a panic attack there at my desk. Life feels like a roller coaster ride with all of the ups and downs caused by the effects of stress and anxiety. It's an up and down ride. I feel great. Oh, I feel stressed. That's how it is. Now let's look at Philippians 4 again. At how to manage stress and anxiety that Paul talks about. And let's remember that Paul was in prison when he wrote Philippians 4. Therefore, he understood what it meant to have stress and anxiety. <clears throat> Philippians 4, verse 4. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Paul says, Rejoice twice. Rejoice means having joy under all kinds of circumstances, including suffering. You think about Paul writing this from prison, it sounds easy. It wasn't easy for Paul. Verse 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. Gentleness means consideration. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Wait a minute, Paul. Do not be anxious about anything? Time out. What are you saying? Let's look at what else he says. The word anxious there means self-centered, counterproductive worry. Do not be anxious about anything, but Paul says, but. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, prayer is the opposing force to anxiety for Christians. And then he goes on, he says, okay, wait a minute, prayer with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the antidote to worry when used with prayer. And then he says, present your request to God. And then notice the word, the next word is and. And the peace of God. The peace of God is not merely a psychological state of mind, but an inner tranquility based on peace with God since our sins were forgiven. This peace is the opposite of anxiety and is the tranquility that comes when the believer commits all of his cares to God in prayer and worries about them no more. 
Then he says, it transcends all understanding. It's beyond our human comprehension. We can't understand what, and I've read it daily, it's still hard to understand and grasp what that peace of God is. It transcends our understanding, and it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Sorry, I didn't change slides on you. The next verse 8, Paul says, finally. Paul understood the influence of one's thoughts on one's life. What a person allows to occupy his mind will sooner or later determine his speech and or actions. And Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever is true. True means genuine. Whatever is noble or worthy of respect. Whatever is right, what's righteous. Whatever is pure, holy, or innocent. Whatever is lovely, is pleasing. Whatever is admirable, it's appealing or praiseworthy. If anything is excellent, it's good or virtuous. Or praiseworthy is to be commended. Think about such things. The word think means to credit, count, reckon, regard, or consider. Consider these things. Create a mental filter of these good and wonderful things, as Paul says, to think about them, to put them in our minds. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. The word put means to do, to act, to practice it, to act it out. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace. God is one of calmness, tranquility, and serenity. He'll be with you. In this passage, Paul mentions three ways to manage stress and anxiety. Let's look at them. The first way in verse 4 is rejoice. Paul said it twice. Rejoice means to be glad or delighted. It means that we can have joy even though we are in a different circumstance. Let Jesus be the source of our joy. The second way, Paul says, is pray. With thanksgiving, make a petition, make that request to God. Paul says that we should have cast all of our cares on God instead of being overcome by stress and anxiety. Listen to this statement. People who pray tend to not worry. Key word is tend. People who pray tend to not worry. People who tend to worry tend to not pray. When we pray, we depend upon God and His power and not our own. And that brings us peace. The third way to manage stress is think. Again, it means to credit, count, reckon, regard, consider what Paul says. Thinking means that we take responsibility for our minds. God has given us the capacity to control our thoughts. We can choose to think on negative or positive things. Our thoughts can often be the source of our greatest stress. Let's tie in the passage down, Philippians 4, with some suggestions 
to how to manage stress and anxiety today. First one was rejoice. We talked about that from Philippians. Talked about prayer, trusting in and depending upon God. There's that word depend again. Think, meditation. Meditation is a good thing to think about calm things and good things. Exercise. All these, most of these things help relieve stress physically and mentally both. Medicines with a doctor's help on a temporary basis. Hobbies and fun. It took me four months being off of work and then eventually changing a job once I figured out I could go back to work to figure out by using my hobbies that I used to like or I still like but I just didn't have fun anymore to have that fun again. Rest for the weary. I encourage you to read Ecclesiastes 3. It talks about time and it ends up talking about anxiety and stress and how to get rest for the weary. We need this downtime to clear the stress from our minds. That's what it took for me. And it still does from time to time. Find resources to aid, aid in managing stress and anxiety. Books. There was one book that I read that was recommended by a member at West Ark to me. It's called Boundaries. We talked about the week while ago and how much time that we used. This book talks about how to learn to say no when it's easy to say yes. Get some of that stuff cleared out of your mind. There's not that much room. Don't keep piling on. Learn to say no a little bit. Find someone to talk to and share. You find, if you find someone that will listen to you, you're going to find out a lot of times that they've been through the same situation that you have. And they say, oh, I've been through that. This is what I did, and this is what happened to me. And just by somebody listening and you getting it and you clear your head, it helps you. Learn to share your story. There have been, and I'm very thankful for this, there have been several West Ark members that I learned had the same type situations as me, been able to talk to and bounce things off of, and I'm very thankful. Bill and Lynn Dickey are visiting with us today, and I thank them very much from the bottom of my heart because of what Bill shared with me for months and still do. Lynn as well, when she worked in the office, they were there. We talked. They understood. We talked about different things, and it helped get it out and open and clear our minds. Counseling. What does it mean? Counseling is like a springboard. Some, you talk to somebody, and they're listening to you. You're bouncing things off of you from your week or whatever it was. It is not somewhere to find out what you're doing wrong. West Ark has a wonderful ministry. It was called ACT. Now it's John Brown Care Clinic. When I was off from my job for four months, this is about the time this ministry start, started, and I told myself, oh boy, that's going to be great for somebody. <laughs> Little did I know it was going to be a tremendous help for me for the next, I've forgotten now, how many years, it's at least four or five, 
and it's still available if any of you need it. Call them. Talk to me. Talk to some of them here. It, it was help. So in, remember back, we talked about worry was the reaction of stress plus anxiety. Stress being that response to our something physical, to some change in life. Anxiety, that uneasiness of mind. Worry is that reaction. Think about this phrase. Worry lessens as faith in God increases. Again, worry lessens as faith in God increases. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our primary goal in handling life's pressures is to learn how to depend upon God with our soul being quietly peaceful like a weaned child resting against his mother, as it says in Psalm 131. Let's look at some concluding thoughts about peace and God, of God and rest after studying Philippians 4. The peace of God that transcends all understanding is available to all Christians. Where does the rest come from that we need when we are stressed in the world? Jesus provides the answer best. Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Ask Jesus to help you receive peace and rest. Jesus sees everything that you are currently facing. Rejoice that Jesus is in charge. Pray and ask for help. Keep your thoughts on Jesus and not on your own surroundings. If we keep focused on Jesus, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds just like Philippians says. If you are stressed and anxious and are in need of the peace of God, then Jesus is saying, come. Come to me. And I'll give you that rest. If you are feeling overwhelmed by the storms of life, find someone to talk to about your situation, whether it's an elder, it's a friend, it's a church member, a member of your family, and to all the rest of us. Please listen. Just listen. Have an open ear, an open heart. Whether you have any say anything or not, let them get it off their mind. Listen. There will be elders down front and in room 100 if you need to acknowledge your stressful situation. Jesus invites you to come share your story as we stand and sing, Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary.